Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. And we are here to bring you Minute number 88 of Ghostbusters. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing uh, Mighty Finest Cherry Wine. Is that a saying? Yeah. Well, you've said it before. So I have. Now. Yeah. You know, cherry wine doesn't sound good. I don't, I no. like cherries. I don't like cherry flavored stuff. Yeah. Do you feel the same? I do. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I'm... Yeah. All, all cherry-flavored stuff. And I, I love cherries. I'll get a bowl of cherries and eat them, and then I have stomach problems later. It's something else. But cherry-flavored stuff all tastes like cherry cough syrup to me. Yeah, it does. It's disgusting. Yeah, if I'm God, going for disgusting. like artificial-flavored stuff, I'm going artificial strawberry or lemon, maybe lime, grape, something like that. But yeah. banana and cherry, just, ugh, it's not good. Right. It's not good. But I love cherry Garcia ice cream. Anyway, folks, this is Ghostbusters Minute, where we talk about different flavors of ice cream and uh, artificial flavoring, and occasionally we talk about the movie Ghostbusters. Minute by minute. Yeah. Minute by minute. Minute by minute so uh but yeah man here we are at minute number 88 we are staring down the barrel at the end of the film i know we really are not a whole lot left at all yeah. and uh again we want to remind our listeners that uh our last minute is actually gonna be a minute and 30 seconds yes because the end of the credits are gonna it's a, be uh, it's a double episode almost or, yeah. or one and a half 1.5 of an episode for you so uh yeah. but uh hey today we're here to get into minute number 88 of ghostbusters we just saw the ghostbusters tracking down gozer and starting off the big firefight uh and trying to get rid of her so uh you ready to get into this one? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks. Minute number 88 of Ghostbusters. Now, in the previous minute, we saw the Ghostbusters recover from nearly being killed by Gozer and rally themselves to approach her with weapons drawn. Venkman has just called her prehistoric and wants for her to be shown how things are done downtown. At 83.03, Gozer is growling and crawling towards the Ghostbusters. At 88.05, Peter Venkman calls for the Ghostbusters to throw it, and they all light up their neutron wands. At 88.08, Gozer leaps out of the way of the particle beam as Zul and Vince Clortho watch her from their perches. At 88.09, the Ghostbusters look overhead as Gozer somersaults over them, completely clearing their particle beams. At 88.13, Gozer lands behind the Ghostbusters on the altar where Dana and Lewis previously laid. As she touches down, purple electricity makes its way around her feet and calves. The Ghostbusters turn around to see where she landed. At 88.16, as the Ghostbusters approach Gozer, Vinkman says, Nimble little minx, isn't she? Gozer is standing on her altar, looking over her shoulder, seemingly ignoring the Ghostbusters. Egon tells the other Ghostbusters that they better go full stream. Everyone adjusts their proton packs accordingly. At 88.21, Ray tells for everyone to aim for the flat top. The Ghostbusters then unleash a full beam stream at Gozer. At 88.22, as the particle beams hit Gozer, she is showered in sparks. Her gaze is now turned toward the Ghostbusters. At 88.24, we cut to a wide shot of the top of Central 55 Center Park West, where the Ghostbusters beams have seemingly passed through Gozer. After a few seconds, Gozer vanishes without a trace. The Ghostbusters power down the proton packs. At 88.30, after a few moments of silence, the Ghostbusters look around on the rooftop. There's no sign of Gozer anywhere. Venkman says to Ray, it wasn't so hard. At 88.41, Ray says, we neutronized it, and states that it was a complete particle reversal. Winston chimes in with, we have the tools, we have the talent. Peter raises a hand and exclaims, it's time." At 88.48, while Ray, Winston, and Vinkman are celebrating, Egon has removed the device and is taking readings. After a few seconds, he announces to Ray that things look extraordinarily bad. Ray, after taking a look at Egon's devices, oh no. The Ghostbusters all look around the structure of the rooftop as it begins creaking. And that ends minute number 88. So, in the shooting script for this, again, it was Evo Shandor. It wasn't the female uh, entity that we see in the film as Gozer. Uh, it was Evo Shandor, and when Shandor makes the flip... Vinkman says, nimble little bastard, isn't he? Instead of nimble little mace. Hmm. So that's pretty much the biggest difference I could tell in this scene from the shooting script. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this minute? 
Oh man, just uh, I think one of the funniest parts is uh, Winston's enthusiasm. You know, we got the tools, we got the talent. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, otherwise it's just you know more stuff going on up here on the rooftop. It's more set up now for yeah. the for Stay Puff's introduction in a few minutes because Stay Puff is going to be so out of left field and so weird. And so funny that they kind of needed to set up these action, like serious moment beforehand to kind of undercut the comedy of a giant staple of marshmallow yeah. man crushing cars and stuff. It seems like when they're showing down with uh, Gozer as she is in this form, um, there's just a lot of moments like where something will happen and then they got to stop and they got to like regroup and try yeah. something else. And that happens it's like very stop two and or go. three times. Yeah. Well, this movie, all their fights are kind of stop and go. When they had Slimer, it was very stop and go too. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would destroy something and they'd stop and be like, okay, we got to try something else. And they destroy something else. I wonder what it is. Well, um, it kind of, it, it doesn't prolong itself. This isn't like a Jackie Chan fight where you're in awe of like five minutes of people throwing punches at each other and jumping off of tables and things yeah. like that. You know, the the blast of proton streams uh, would get boring if you saw it for more than like 15 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. So it fires up, it's funny, and then the action has to be stopped and something different has to be put in its way. So I don't think as an audience member, people really realize how bored you get watching stuff. Yeah. In fact, any action is better cut short than it is to be over long. You know, and that's a good point because all of the... Um Proton pack fighting, uh, there's a term for it, I don't know. But anytime they're using it, and it does kind of cut Ghost off. Ghost wrangling? Sure, yeah. Anytime yeah. it does kind of cut off after 15 seconds, we're just, we see it happening or what it's what it kind of looks like. So we're almost like prepping for it. Right. And then when we finally see it done to its fullest at the end, and they actually have to cross the streams, it's just a full-on, like, yeah. just blast of the you know, proton beams. I think writers and special effects people and directors, when they're coming up with these things... In your mind, it's so awesome, and you just want to go. It you want it to go on for so long. You invest so much money in developing the technology to make the proton packs look real and the monsters and stuff like that. But as an audience member, even the idea of the stuff is so cool. But if it lasts too long, you just get bored of it yeah. pretty easily. Which I mean, okay, look, um, Jurassic World, the fight between the Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Indominus Rex at the end, I was kind of like checking my watch. What yeah. was going on? You remember in Fellowship of the Ring, the fight that Aragorn has with Lurtz at the end? Yeah. It's very short. It's very it's short. It's very it's brutal. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. just as long as it needs to be. And every every punch, every sword swing means something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's rare that a movie can make uh, like a final showdown or something like that work. Uh, you know, obviously the attack on the Death Star is uh, an example of just like something that happens uh, over the course of a while. But it's just, I mean, every second it's got your attention. Yeah. Uh, but I can think of more examples where a showdown is just getting boring because it's lasting too damn long. Yeah. It's too consistent. I've gone on record as saying I'm a pretty big fan of the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Furious 7, which had a pretty great um, uh, uh, chase scene that happened in the Caucasus Mountains where there's a bus that they kind of like rip the back off of and they have to rescue somebody from the inside. And the damn scene goes on for like 20 minutes. And the majority of those 20 minutes are pretty exciting, but I'm not... I don't think that it had they cut it down in half to 10 minutes that it really would have costed anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, it would have made what's on screen probably matter a little bit more if it was coming at me a little bit more fast paced and everything. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like, okay, so I've got Jurassic Park on the mind pretty much constantly now that we're covering that movie at Jurassic Park minute, but, uh, your final like showdown and chase and everything at the end where the Raptors are stalking Grant and the kids and Ellie through the building, you're given little moments to breathe here and there. Like we get away from them when they're in the uh, control room and then they're, you know, Grant and the, uh, Ellie and the kids are climbing through like the ducks and every air ducts and then they kind of get down in the scaffolding into the room. So you're given a good like 20, 30 seconds of just the opportunity to breathe and then your chase starts back up again. So it's kind of this, it's kind of similar here, the battle with Gozer where 
you've got a little bit of battling going on, even if it's just battling through words, then there's another little break right. and then it picks up again and then another little break. It's the tension of the setup. When I think of that scene in Jurassic Park, you're talking about the best parts of that are when the kids are in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. the raptors are stalking him, and yeah. they have to be quiet. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things when you see somebody in a movie go underwater, and you find yourself holding your own breath. Mm-hmm. It's like you're kind of feeling for them. And the characters in tense situations are always more interesting than when the action goes out. You know, in Inglorious Bastards, there's the scene in the basement of the La Louisiane uh, restaurant yeah, yeah, in yeah. France. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, the, the whole, it's one of yeah. the most tense things I've ever seen, and it is fascinating. It's so good. Yeah. And it's like 15 minutes, and like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And all it is is people trying not to give each other away mm-hmm. in conversation. Yep. Uh, and then when the action actually happens, it's like three seconds of like gunfire going off, and then everybody's dead. You did, know? You, did, you see, uh, did you see Gravity? No, I own Gravity. I've never seen it. Really? I it's, bought it, and I never watched it. You talk it. about tense, man. Yeah. There's times where she's like, got to. Hold her breath or whatever. And my friend and I went to see it and we were holding our breath the whole time. Yeah, and then yeah. the, um, I think it was the abyss when he's got to swim underwater from like one thing to the other without an air tank or whatever. And he's got to go. And the whole time you're just like holding your breath. Oh my God. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miserable. Yeah. But I mean, but it makes for a memorable mm-hmm. filmic experience. If yeah, this was absolutely. like, you know, three seconds of the Ghostbusters saying like, all right, let's shoot her now. And then like 30 seconds of them just like firing their stuff. You'd be like, okay, I get it guys. You Mm -hmm. know, they look cool and they sound cool. So one of the things, okay, the Ghostbusters, we don't go to see this movie to see them fight and use their proton packs and do all this stuff. And solely that we also want to see them use their brains and their wit and all this. So we get little moments where, um, the usual stuff isn't working. And so they've got to run over to like the side of the building and say, okay, you know, what are we going to do now? Okay, well, we're going to cross the streams or we're going to do the whole, like, get her thing. And there's a couple moments in, in Ghostbusters where they do that. And uh, so it's just a good balance of action and comedy. Yeah. And that's is. what Ghostbusters is all about. So the one thing I wanted to say is the it's Miller time. It took me a long time to figure out what that was when I was younger. But time, I mean, yeah. it's, it's obviously Miller Beer, you know, like yeah. the Miller Brewing Company. But the way he pronounces it is it's Miller time, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a Chicago spin on it. Well... Miller time is that used to be an advertisement for Miller beer that they would say like, Oh, you had a hard day at work and you're off now. Well, it's Miller time. You know, mm-hmm. like you just won the big baseball game. It's Miller time. I remember I saw like an advertisement, an old advertisement that wasn't take down, taken down from like the seventies or something in the nineties. I saw this and I said, it's Miller time. And I put two and two together. Finally, I'm like, Oh, yeah. okay. So they busted the ghost. It's time for a Miller. It's yeah. time for a high life. Yeah. The champagne of beers. Uh, ironically, the uh, stagecoach driver earlier who calls uh, Lewis an asshole used to do, that actor used to do voice work for Miller commercials. Really? So, huh. full circle. And then I think in one of the IDW comics, they're outside of it, or they're in a restaurant, and the establishing shot has like a sign on it that, I think it might say it's Miller time. If not, it's a Miller sign. And I'm just like, eh, who knows? Maybe one of those little nods to the movie. I Maybe think probably not. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say so. All right, Brady, ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, it. it's Miller time. All right, folks, there thank you, you so much for joining us for minute number 88 of Ghostbusters. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday episode of minute number 89. So, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time and window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.